The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. We're super late, but we're not. We were actually just regular late, and then we started, and then I realized five minutes in that we weren't streaming. <laughs> just talking for five minutes for no reason. Just did the intro a whole bunch of times and sang some songs. It was super fun. But hey, <laughs> guess what? It's wait. Did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog. Uh, I'm still here in this chair. My name's Tim. I'll be your host this evening, and I am joined by my comrade, my co-host, my co-conspirator, and most importantly, um, my cohabitator, uh, Dan. Cohabitator of the basement. Yeah, we both right share now. a share a bucket there sometimes. Oh yeah, sometimes. But Rusty, good to see you. Must get worried. So <laughs> Tim's like, wait, am I not? Are we not live right now? Yeah. So the button's green. Uh, recording the the podcast audio separately, right? Uh, I, I I show that we are at ten minutes and thirty seconds uh, as far as show <laughs> recorded. So who knows? Maybe the podcast version will be extra spicy and get to hear that all live. But guys, uh, it's wait. Did I roll a wild? Uh, we come here every week live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash professional casual network to talk about some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the new Blob and Pyro models, make some wild speculations about them. We're going to go over uh, the new Sentinel Prime cards as well, which are absolute bangers. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was also some updates to the affiliation list uh, and document this week as well. Not any massive surprises. No Actually, surprises. Pretty straightforward. But listen, there are updates. There's blue text there now and new blue text, which is always worth mentioning. Um, <laughs> and the one errata that yeah. we got hot breaking news last week during mm-hmm. the stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's official in document. Which is which is awesome. It's really nice when we can get that information like straight in chat from the people making it happen. Super cool. Which is pretty rad. Um, in addition to that, we're going to be going over some games played and hobby thoughts. Uh, we're going to go over these incredibly cool uh, Gold Friends tokens. You can see that there. Some of you have already picked these up on pre-order. If oh, you had friends. checked out our patreon only show last week the cleanup phase uh you got to hear kind of a whole bunch of behind the scenes working ons that have to do with uh with some tokens and some sleeves that are coming out the link for those will be in the description but make sure to go over there and check that out because that's super exciting as well um what else more games played more hobby thoughts oh we're going to talk about how rudely interrupted i was this past monday on oh yeah the power phase for Uh, 10 minutes for 10 minutes straight of sound redemption interruptions, which honestly was, it, it got me speaking more accurately. I can't even speak accurately now. I, <laughs> I can't even say the word accurately. PTSD from that. Um, and Rusty, I, I know that you'll be receiving these uh, yourself. So um, 
but yeah, uh, interrupted pretty consistently uh, in, in very funny ways. That also got us up and moving around. Uh, every Monday night, we stream some Marvel Crisis Protocol here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash professional casual network. And uh, we have a whole bunch of point redemptions where if, if you're unfamiliar with the with the stream or the show, we play some live Marvel Crisis Protocol and you can affect the game. Uh, Alyssa in, in chat had apparently been stockpiling points for quite some time. Yeah. One of the point redemptions that we have on there is you can ban a reactive or active uh, superpower on a character. Uh, she then proceeded to ban one power on every character in the game. And every we both ran character. wide lists. I brought six characters. You had five, right? Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of redemption of points. It was brutal. It totally changed the game and how some characters played. It very much did. Uh, <laughs> probably the only... I mean, actually, yeah, very legitimately on both sides. Uh, radical changes to how those uh, affiliations are played. Uh, I know me separating Groot and Rocket right out of the bat uh, was like not not something that normally happened. No. Uh, Rogue Agent Rocket just running around and shooting <laughs> guns at people with no protection whatsoever. The most sad one for me was the first one, either the very first one or the first one she did to me when Ghost Rider lost Hell on Wheels. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sad said oh that's right nebula and moon knight were in fact the only ones spared is it because they have no actives or reactives i'm pretty sure moon knights are all oh moon knight does have one reactive that lets them do something with oh, but it's only against mr attacks and you didn't have any anyway so there's no point in wasting the the points to block it i do think nebula does not have one i think she's only innates i think so but anyway it was an absolute blast if you haven't checked that out yet it'll be up on the youtube tomorrow it's still on the twitch vods right now if you do want to check that out uh, good news is that uh, incredible opener uh, is right at the beginning. Some might call in the opening for <laughs> ten minutes. But uh, dude, it was it was. <laughs> I feel awesome. like it'd be a good like try not to laugh challenge. It really would be every time you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> well, tables. And, oh, and sometimes too, like I would get to the point where it's like, oh, that that'll finally be it. I like I tried to blow through uh, reading out everything that was on Lovable Misfits and was like having seizures while doing it because I couldn't say Lovable Misfits. I mean, that's hard to say anyway. But when it you're is. trying to speak at three times speed. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So uh, here's the thing, too. I, I went to show uh, my wife that when I got home that night, I was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, man, I really was talking fast. And she's like, you're on three times speed. And I was like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> <laughs> you literally were. But, uh, but yeah, so let's, let's jump right into it, Dan, um, games played hobby thoughts. What have you hobbied this week? Have you put brushes in buckets this week or have you, uh, just, just not done that specific part of hobbying? Correct. Oh, I have not done that specific part of hobby. This is news that we are definitely talking about for the first time. It's only the first time we, we talked about not putting paints in buckets. Yeah. Uh, I did do some other type of hobbying mm. after I went to a, a little local con yeah. over the weekend up in Glens Falls, New York, or Adirondacon. Adirondacon. fun to say. Anyway. Whoa, Black Betty. Apparently they do it twice a year. There's, there's something about their spring event. So I was like, oh. okay, I'll go back. Um, it was a blast. I went to run a game of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Ended up with six players, which was sweet. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time. Um Definitely starting the story for the first time. Mm -hmm. One of the players, uh, his name was Bear, which was awesome. Heck yeah. That's what it said on his name tag. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he had a big beard to match and everything. He picked the dwarf uh, troll slayer. Yes. And he's looking at the the folio of it, the, the information about the character. And he was like, 
oh, this is going to be fun. He likes to tell bad jokes. Like literally says that as a part of his character description. So he just brings up a list of 250 dad jokes. Oh, I love it. And at the best times, he would drop one and be like, hey, did you know? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So good. At one point, I was like, there's supposed to be bad jokes. These are legitimately funny. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, wait, that's because I'm a dad and I like dad jokes. (laughs) Well, heck yeah. Um, But you had a good turnout. It was a good con. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it was a great time. Kind of wish I'd gone back for the second day. It, It was small, but it was like cozy. Yeah. And I think there's definitely room for that to to grow. Like an Adirondack cabin. Yeah. Uh, I got to play a, a game that a guy was like playtesting. He's going to put up on Kickstarter soon. Mm. I played, um, I can't never remember what it's called for some reason. Three Card Monty. No, not that one. Oh. Uh, but there was a, a, a local to that area game store. It was like half an hour away was there. And he had a bunch of MCP overstock stuff. Yeah. So I got the Rivals panels box for half off. That's a stellar deal, actually. I, don't, I think it was even more than that. He gave it to me for 25 bucks. That sounds like it's got to be more than 50% off, wasn't that? I'm pretty sure that was 60. So yeah. I was like, oh, what is it, like 30, 35? He's like, I'll give it to you for 25. And I was like, done. Yes. And worth it just for that awesome Dr. Octopus model. Yeah, for real. So I assembled and primed him as far as I got. But all right, I can't. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play Spider Foes on Monday. I was like, no, I don't have time to paint this model. But maybe next time I'm on. All right, so maybe you didn't put brushes and buckets, but you did put some paste on a base. Yes. Yeah. I did, yeah, I did prime. I, so I guess technically I spray painted. And so you glued I did it paint. to the. You glued it to the base, right? I blew, so, glued them all together. Yeah. yeah. Some paste on the base. I didn't glue Spider Man yet. One of the web things broke on the sprue, which is a little too bad. But uh-huh. I don't. I'm not looking. I don't want to paint another Spider Man anytime soon. Anyway. Well, it's <laughs> normally your goal. You're gonna burn them, aren't you? So you have better luck on. Oh yeah, the power phase. <laughs> That's gonna. I feel like ever. It's constantly becoming a more deep cut. Yeah. Because it was like that one time. Just you know, happened to burn an egg spider sack. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about a year ago now. Uh, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I think I think I got a Facebook notification. It's like a one year anniversary of that time Dan burned some spiders <laughs> and did very well. How do you know they were still in there? Uh, but the the I didn't realize how awesome the cards are in that pack. Oh, the the foil character cards. Yeah, it looks so cool. I should have brought it down here to show you, but I didn't think of it. You know what? Someone had them at Adepticon, I feel like. like oh, yeah. The Rivals panel had just come out, and there was a, a, a Dr. Octopus that someone brought for Spider-Foes that had it. And I was like, yo, where'd you get that? And he's like, oh, it's in the Rivals box. And I was like, wait, really? Yeah, it's they're super cool. And then it comes with all art cards for, like, all webbed up. Mm-hmm. A couple of other ones. Well-laid plans. Another one, I forget. Yeah. But um, they look cool. So I was like, sweet. Maybe eventually I'll paint, I'll assemble that terrain thing. Maybe I'll give it to the tailor so we can use it next year. Yeah. Next fall. So uh, Taylor's been, uh, I think he finished up uh, the corset terrain for me. So I'm going to be having that for pictures and stuff soon, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, And I know he is deconstructing a Quinjet for me as well, which will be rad as heck. I'm really excited for that, for the Quinjet to be a a few smaller pieces of terrain. Yeah. And just a crash, broken Quinjet. Just, I think that'll tell a cool story on the table. Yeah. Super dig it. Um, as far as hobby stuff this week, uh, so you know, every week I, I, I talk about how I'm, you know, did something, and then the joke is that uh, my wife did it, or Taylor did it, or Chuck did it. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be different this week. Your mother in law did it? No. But while it wasn't a model, uh, my back porch did get painted, uh, the floor of it. 
uh, with a textured paint so that in the winter when it gets slippery, uh, it's it's a little bit easier to grip onto. How many pots of basing? Several, paint like a go? lot, like a lot. And it's not. Um, Those are like seven, eight bucks a, a pot. Correct. Yep. So and it's surprisingly not a lot of surface area that it covers. Would you go with Astro Granite? Uh, I went with Rise of uh, Bust Gracier. <laughs> and then I, I dumped a bunch of uh, the the texture. Oh, tiny D4s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it's got grip. Uh, and it wasn't my wife that did it. It wasn't Chuck. It wasn't Taylor. It wasn't my mother-in-law or my mom. So I'm pretty proud of my dad for doing that. I was going to say. He has COVID right now. He came over and did that. Are you serious? Listen. Why would he do it? Well, I don't know. He was like, oh, I'm coming over to paint. Don't come out because I have COVID. And I was like, Dad, stay at home and go, rest, please. Just go home. You don't have legs. You need to be careful. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Because in the group chat, Lindsay told you to go in the front door because the back was painted. I was like, yeah. he didn't do that if she had to warn him. No, I did not. <laughs> but yeah, I called him on the way home today to make sure how he was. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like energized. I'm like, I need to go out and get stuff done. And I was like... You need to settle down. <laughs> Take a minute, old man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so that's that's what I was adjacent to this week, as far as hobby stuff. Um, I did move all of my assembled models uh, to a shelf at a different side of my desk. How many did you break? N- well, out of those models, none. Oh wow! Um, I did break. Uh, <laughs> daredevil's rope uh oh, for yeah. his batons. that's a sad story so it's still connected like in the back like it goes behind his back and then there's nothing there so like really <laughs> like if you take a picture of it from the right angle it doesn't look broken <laughs> so i want to give a quick shout out to uh was axel bullet in yeah. the chat it said that the those really cool folio cards in the rivals pack are one reason why spider-man and doc Ock didn't get the update in november that makes sense. Do you think that they'll we'll get an update? Like if they do another update, probably maybe not this year because I think we would have seen something about that potentially happening uh, by this point. But maybe next spring. I don't know. I because I'm not sure. I feel like they AMG's kind of. I feel like they've kind of said that this there's just they're doing it the one time. Yeah, because it was mostly the real early stuff, or there are some really obvious ones like Medusa that need to be toned down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, there's not a bunch of whole like heavy outliers out there anymore. After that update, it's really the X Men is <laughs> really it. I mean, the X Men. I mean, they're constantly winning events and tournaments and conventions. Like they're not bad. True. I, I, so that's the the loudest yeah. complaints are about X Men, Colossus, Wolverine, Cyclops specifically. Right. Uh, Thor, well, is Colossus not, not good, X-Men, or is but... Luke Cage too good of a Colossus? Uh, that's an entirely fair question. Right. I just think the big thing is that concussive um, trigger. It's a little underwhelming. On Colossus and Cyclops is just not good. Yeah. What is, you're all wild and they lose one power, even though you're probably doing damage and giving them power. Like, it, it, it needs, it's, that is probably the weakest part there. Yeah. yeah I, I just don't really wish Colossus Spender had a throw. Yeah. But once again, but other than that, I think he's fine. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's he's... just I, I want there to be more. Does he need more as a four threat? I don't know. And then then you have characters like Rogue, right? That are just good wherever you put her, even as a four. Um, 
I'm really excited to see what happens with the new Weapon X program affiliation. Yes. Uh, I know the top of a lot of people's lists has been Ajax. Everyone's super uh, keen on Ajax uh, being released or even just teased would be incredible. Um, <laughs> I know he's, you know, he's just one of those characters that everyone's like, Ajax, I definitely remember him. I see him every month in the wish list post. Yeah. A number of people. Yep. And it's in uh, for Ajax. Right. But unfortunately, it's in a list of cleaning supplies to remove paint from their current models. They're like, <laughs> right. yeah, get some uh, get some green. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Simple green. Simple green. Get some Ajax. You know, maybe some bleach and ammonia. Just mix those together. Leave it in a room. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do, that. do that for legal reasons and health reasons. That's Don't a do joke. That. Yeah. For legal reasons. That's a joke. It will kill you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> do not mix those things together in a room. Or anywhere, really. I mean, let's outside let's, well, outside would be better, but I don't think better is the type of word you want to put on that. <laughs> Just don't ever but, do whatever. So anyway, so AMG put out some new Sentinel cards this week. <laughs> uh, we got three absolute bangers, and I believe these are coming in the, the Mark Four box. Uh, the Mark, the, yeah, the Mark. Oh, hey, Mark Four box. Um, so we have three Directive One efficient machines and the old scrap metal. Uh, jumping right in, Directive One. It's a Sentinels affiliation card. It is a reactive. All of these are actually Sentinel affiliation reactives. But this first one, during the power phase, allied Sentinels characters may each spend one power. If at least two power was spent this way, you may play this card. Until the end of the round, enemy characters do not benefit from the stealth superpower and cannot reroll or modify defense dice. Additionally, allied characters do not require line of sight to target enemy characters with attacks until the end of the round couple huge points on this card mm. first uh goodbye black cat you're gone again um but i hate when you take away your stealth it's awesome isn't it uh no but this is like with marked for death you need two people within range five not super difficult to do but they both spend one power and it's just for uh that turn i believe maybe it is for the round let's double check that pretty sure it's the round but this is marked for death this round, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it does last the round. Oh yeah, because it moves him short. Yeah, that's fair. Um, oh yeah, it lasts the round. But this is everybody all the time. Not one character. You're only spending uh, literally no more power on this compared to Mark for Death. Granted, the Sentinels only. But it's only two power though. It's and Sentinels get awesome. A bunch of power. Awesome. Ah, uh, Malekith, who can. Not have stealth. Uh, never mind. <laughs> no, but uh, can he modify his defense? Yeah, dice? cannot reroll or modify defense dice. Yeah, which he certainly can do. Correct. No more skull crits. Yeah, it's, no, it's super good. And for the round, only cost two power mm -hmm. and two different models. It's 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 stellar. It's super cool. It's super thematic too, as as far as them like them them zeroing in and just there's no place to hide. They're ripping the the roof off a building. Mm -hmm. um, as usual, super thematic. Yeah, you're hiding around a building, right? And the the tentacle like comes around and grabs you anyway because they don't even need line of sight on you. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. I love when these cards say if at least two power was spent this way, you can spend more if you want. Like what? What? Some I feel like. Why isn't there something like if you spend more, you get something else? Or well, there's already a lot on this card, but yeah. like, so why isn't it just your characters spend two power? You know, 
Because another one that's I can't remember which one that's like that. It's like if you spend character point power off different characters, if you spend at least six, then you get to do this. Here's the thing. Think about it this way. Mm. You have a sentinel. He has some hammers. Beep boop. Right? So he has to spend extra power on that card. Okay. So now one character spending the two power satisfies it. Even though they were forced to. I think. That might be wrong. But. Spend at least two. Well, if it's at least two two was spent spent that way. This way. Right? I don't think the spending extra for the hammer counts. Why not? At least two was spent this way. You're not spending the... Well, I guess you are spending the power to play the card, huh? Yeah. Right? I'm sure it doesn't actually, like, legitimately get around it, but in my mind, it does. And there's a little bit of an argument there. We'd have to go back and forth between two cards and maybe looking at the the, the base rules about spending power for... When a character plays a team tactics card, they must pay one additional power for each hammer they're holding. I don't know. I can see it. You have to spend at least two and then an additional one. I don't know. Probably. Like, probably. Probably. Like, yeah. But like, what if? But still, it's just funny to me that it's not just spend two power between, you know, two. Yeah. However you want to word it more specifically because specificity in language is important it really is uh, the thing i really like about this card in sentinels though too right is you if you're running sentinels you're probably running significantly fewer models yes. uh, than your opponent right um this helps the sentinels for a round for a single round get around a lot of the things that could really waste your actions yes not having line of sight having characters with stealth um oh thanks lemmy someone being able to oh wow Thank you, Broadcastle. Lemmy, wow. Hi, Broadcastle audience. Welcome. Uh, Lemmy and I had a really good conversation today on Discord. Oh, He's nice. He's an incredibly helpful fellow. He is. I like Lemmy a lot. Um, but if you're just joining us from Broadcastle, we are talking about some Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, for a show called Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Um, it's a Marvel Crisis Protocol plug We're talking about the Sentinels cards that just came out this week. And uh, it should be a pretty, pretty dang old good time. But so what do we got are, next here? Are there particularly? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and talk about some machines that are really efficient? Sure. It has Cassandra Nova in it. So I was kind of jazzed to read it. But then I read that first one. So d- just enjoy this because Cassandra Nova is awesome. All right. So what's this one called again? Uh, efficient efficient machine. Thank you. Uh, I like this one already because Cassandra Nova and Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Just goes right back to the beginning. The Grant Morrison run an X new X Men, which yeah. I think is stellar. So dur- uh, again, Sentinels affiliation reactive during the power phase. An ally to Cassandra Nova may spend three power to play this card until the end of this round. Again, allied Sentinel characters within three of Cassandra Nova treat blocks as wilds. I think it's rad as heck, right? <laughs> awesome. That's uh, super great on attacks, right? Not super impactful on defenses, but it is for the full round. It's, yes. You spend it in the power phase, it's going to you know, end uh, significantly later. Uh, you, just get, you just get more wilds. Very specifically for a lot of your triggers, too. Like on the Sentinels, who can... <laughs> trying to get to real quick. Uh, apply a whole bunch of different effects based off of the amount of wilds they, uh, wilds they roll on their attacks. There's sent oh there's Sentinel Mark IV. I was looking for Mark IV Sentinel. Very specifically the suppression protocols. Work right. Work. So for each they can apply you're using that for it's each wild you roll, you can add a different effect, which is awesome. Yeah. 
Yep. So it makes them even more offensive, which they're already pretty good at doing damage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Turning those blocks into wilds is sweet. Super sweet. Some might say the sweetest. And three power from Cassandra Nova is not that big of a deal because she gets two during the power phase. Does she? Is I thought it was Jean. Doesn't Jean get power, extra power, but she doesn't? Cassandra Nova. Oh, maybe Cassandra Nova's not the one that does, but. No, but she has um, healing factor, so she can take more damage and gain power more easily. And her. And actually, has she has sap on her builder. Pretty decent amount of health, too. Yeah, she's got a lot and of And you health. know she's taking damage because she doesn't have defense rolls. Right. And she's sapping power from people. Three power is not a big deal. You're not going to use this until round two or three anyway. Right. Three power off Cassandra Zone was not a big deal. No, not at all. Uh, so the last new card AMG revealed this week is Scrap Metal. I love uh, this one. Also super rad because it also has Cassandra Nova on it. But in uh, quick aside, uh, Cassandra Nova is also on Efficient Machines. Uh, we see Angel on Directive 1. Yeah, well, we saw him on, I think it's First Class. Your Children yes. of the Atom, first class. Yep. Because um, it's the original five. But it's cool to see him there in his X-Factor costume, the red and white. Yeah, which might means he might be in X-Factor. An, an angel and Iceman box? Probably. Um, <laughs> but so Scrap Metal is another Sentinels card. It is a reactive. When, and this is actually super thematic, super cool. I actually really, really, really dig this one. Uh, when an allied character with the Sentinel programming superpower would be KO'd. So that's any Sentinel that's not Cassandra Nova. Right now uh, it's the Mark IV or the Prime. Or the Prime. Uh, it may spend two power to play this card. Roll five dice. Uh, 50% chance here. So we have hits, crits, and wilds. If you roll any of those or any amount of those, all other characters within range two of that character uh, that play this suffer one damage. Additionally, all other characters within range two of the character that played this card gain the stun special condition. The character that played this card is then KO'd. Love it. He just blows up. He just blows up. Boom. And he stuns them all. He auto stuns and can't do damage. Correct. He's dying anyway. You don't have to spend any power because they're, they're getting KO'd regardless. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you take a few out with you. I love it. Correct. Uh, Rusty brings up uh, Sentinels, Online and Operational, plus Scrap Metal, plus Ultron, plus Age of Ultron, a <laughs> roster that never dies and you don't want to kill anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was From it? Ghost Rider in there, too. In the What If event at Nashcon, Ban ran a list that had everyone that could come back to life. <laughs> so we had uh, Hella, Ultron, and, and Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Oh, and that's so good. It was like, I don't want to attack any of these people. They're just going to do it again anyway. Right? Right? That's great. No, I love this one. Again, so thematic. You hit the Sentinel in the wrong spot and it blows up and does damage back to you. And I mean, especially if you're if you're using the Sentinels to pull people in or using Cassandra Nova to really like set up people for something like this, if you know one's going to go down, and it's not days, it is KO'd. Yeah. But if that guy's going, you might as well take as many people as you can with you. Absolutely um, worth it for tactics cards. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's maybe, maybe not even a bring every time, but like just... An awesome, 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 cool card that could be really devastating if someone actually takes them out. Like even just to psych out your opponent, it'd be like, I, you know, I, I still have, uh, still have scrap metal right here. And it's one of those where you know your sentinels on its last legs, so you just rush it in there to get yeah. close to a whole bunch and be like, "Yep, hit me, I dare you." Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, you're gonna score a point here, or I can take you down, but I'm gonna get stunned and probably take damage." I like it a lot. I'm super excited to see like max damage that happens in something like this. If you run against a wide list on like Gamma or something where everyone's clustered up and you get a Sentinel in there, 
that's just potentially, I mean, if he gets three or four targets in that area, a maximum of five damage, 50% chance on average, rolling two and a half to three damage per character that yeah. you're rolling against. That's brutal. I mean, brutal. Yeah. I mean, that's just a that's just a rocket gone. You know what I mean? At below average. See you, Toad. Bye. I'll see you, injured Modoc. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be terrible, wouldn't Could it? Could you imagine? Injured Modoc takes out that Sentinel finally, and then just he's gone also. <laughs> uh yeah uh i can't wait for these things to come out i saw they have them in canada the sentinels yeah a a game store in canada i went to when we went to mini wargaming i follow on facebook and they have they had a picture of their stuff in and they had just the prime and i think red skull i didn't see the mark fours okay but i was like i want them yeah hey uh game store in canada that dan went to a while ago when he went to that thing uh hook us up Max Aggression Gaming. Max Aggression. But, you it's, know, Beer Dragon Games and Comics will have it next week. That's true. And uh, if you want, maybe you head over to Beer Dragon Games to online and pre-order it before Anthony forgets to take the discount down. Oh, you'll yeah. get an automatic 15% off the Sentinels, Red Skull, Master of Hydra, the new rival set with Sabretooth and Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Blob and Pyro. Blob and Pyro. <laughs> Speaking of Blob and Pyro, uh... Looks like they're up on the store. We have a release date, December 9th, which also happens to be uh, the weekend that we're going to be at Everwinter. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, I talked to the guys there today. Uh, tickets are, in fact, moving pretty quickly, and there are only about 15 rooms left total. So that number, I, I can guarantee you, has already decreased mm. since I found that, that information because uh, there was only 100 in the room block total, and there's only 15 left. Wow. Yeah. It's a big facility. That's awesome. So downtown Boston, the weekend of December 10th, uh, Wicked Dicey is putting on the Everwinter uh, convention. There's going to be a big MCP tournament. There's AOS. There's Infinity. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. We will be there streaming it all weekend as well. I can't wait. There's also going to be painting seminars, streaming seminars, and there are a whole bunch of other really cool stuff to do there. Um, I would highly suggest checking it out. Come out, hang out with us, especially if you're somewhere in that general area. Uh, tickets right now uh, are uh, on discount, as are the rooms. Once that room block is full, though, uh, it's like $100 off per room night. Per room per night. Mm-hmm. So you want to get in there and get those now. Once again, that is wickeddicey.com is where you can get all the information for it. And that will be the weekend of December 10th, December 10th and 11th. Uh, and come hang out with us. It'll be a, it'll be a grand old time. I think we're going to have Taylor, uh, Dan, and myself. Uh, we'll see. There might be other uh, surprise people as well. Dylan Dyer is going to be there. Uh, should be... Uh, a dang old good old time. Yeah, I know Danny plans on going as long as we can get kid coverage. Heck yeah. We should be able to because my mom... Just get a big blanket. Far ...to cover them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just boop. <laughs> or a bunch of foliage. Um, <laughs> right. There's a Baba Yaga's out there selling cursed dice every con, it seems like. Someone's going to have them. It really is. Cursed, I'm, like, in that they roll way too good. For now, you do have to give up something else later, but it's it's normally not too bad. It's normally like no successes ever rolled on um, spenders at a future date, though, not during that particular. Right. Or just for like a month, you never rolled the wild trigger. Correct. On attacks. Which is why you need um, efficient machines, because, (laughs) you know, Baba Yaga is going to force you to roll a bunch of blocks in your attack. You might as well turn them into wilds. Uh, And as always, thank you for Wraith for reminding us about Baba Yaga and her uh, 
her janky dice. Love it. She follows us to all these cons. It's kind of weird. It is. It is. But listen, Yaga's got to make a living too, you know? <laughs> so. All right, Dan. A little while ago, you wrote a blog, which you could find at professionalcasual.com under the blog section, mm -hmm. um, about your speculation for Blob and Pyro. Yeah. Uh, now that we've seen kind of the the cycle that AMG does where, you know, they'll put out the shop link and then normally the next week or maybe the week after, very realistic, we, we might be getting some Blob and Pyro in the next week or two. As I hope, far as I hope hard to get their reveals. panel play next week would yeah. be sweet um have any of your thoughts changed on the speculations that you made in uh that blog article especially seeing human torch and stuff released right or uh are you still are you are you you buckling down are you blobbing down i'm mostly your, blobbing on previous, down on your previous blobbing i feel like some of the stuff i speculated on pyro kind of came on human yeah. torch where his attacks are beam. So I had said, like, he's just going to have a basic, like, range four builder, mm -hmm. and his spender will be, like, a strength eight, range three beam, um, which isn't too far off a of human torch. I like the idea of something like if he starts his activation near, uh, like, within two or three of anybody with incinerate, he can yeah. gain power. Um, human torch is something similar to that. Obviously, I hope they do enough to make them feel different, even though they're two fire dudes. Yeah, like Pyro doesn't have flight. There's a difference. Um, Pyro does wear an insulated suit, so I could see him having a little more stamina than Human Torch. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that it is range that he's also gonna be three threat. Well, that's the thing, right? To fit. So, so I I don't disagree there, but because Human Torch being a three threat, I'm almost curious if they'll make Pyro a two or a four, just I to differentiate him a little bit. Or will that turn into a Luke Cage and Colossus thing where they just get compared and scrutinized even more Too much, yeah. because they're at that point? I mean, Human Torch is about shooting fire. Mm -hmm. Pyro's ability, he, Pyro can't even make fire. He manipulates it. Correct. So he has to, that's why he always wears, he wears flamethrowers on his back. Yeah. Right? He wears an insulated suit because he's not actually immune to fire. So he, he always asks incinerate. He always asks fire where its phone is and <laughs> won't let fire use its phone without its passwords. And, you know, always assumes that fire is out uh, dating someone else when really they're just at work or with their friends. Right. Uh, Pyro manipulates fire. Jeez. Actually, he should be immune to incinerate because he wears that insulated suit. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh... Not really, but uh, threat six pyro. God, because he's, he's poison. Because he's going to be immune to poison. Oh man, I think suit. I think out of the two, because of that suit, they're going to make pyro immune to poison, and uh, OG Human Torch will not be immune to poison, <laughs> even though he's a robot. Yeah, uh, but no, I think I think pyro is going to be a pretty standard turret. Like he's going to hmm. be there to do damage, deal out incinerate, and maybe gain some power from incinerate near him. Yeah, to do a bigger fire attack. Kind of like he gets some out there with his flamethrowers, and he kind of brings it back to himself, and then like puts it back because he's got a cool attack he does in the comics called Dragon Breath. Yes, so that's his spender calling it. Call. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to call. Pyro hmm? will have a special. Special condition that what? he has to apply to himself to increase the abilities of all his attacks. That they will be very mundane at first until he gets the fire going 
that means he'll get cool. like a like a burning up or a something token and he can spend that token on other attacks to give them either more dice or additional effects or something along those lines he'll have like a binary form kind of so similar to like a loaded token yes yes or, but but it would would it be you can get multiple of them so you can like build them up on so so, and so once again a little bit of little bit out there but i like it He'll be all about putting incinerate on people yeah. and then being able to pull incinerate off of enemies to yes. be able to do other cool stuff with it. I like that a lot. He's yeah. got to pull it back. Like he, he can get it on there, but then he's got to take it back off to do other stuff with it. Because he needs to use the fire that's already out. Correct. There. I like it a lot. I, yeah. I would super, super, super dig that. I also want him to be, I don't think he should be a long move, but I want him to have some kind of movement thing. Yes. Anything. Just because in the X Men arcade game, from the early 90s, the py- the first boss, Pyro, the way he would jump around yeah. drove me crazy because he was so fast. Mm-hmm. So Also, he needs flaming boomerangs because he's Australian or whatever. But... <laughs> he is Australian, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until you mentioned the arcade game that I remembered his voice. I was like, oh yeah, he's Australian. I forget about that. I don't remember what he says in that game. Because Blob is the second boss and he goes, nothing can move the Blob. Yeah. And then he just stands in the corner and hits you with a mace. I mean, there's just so oh, many got incredibly that memorable sounds in that game between the welcome to die or Wendigo. And so that's what, exactly what I was going to the Wendigo. <laughs> like, uh, I can't remember Juggernauts. Was Juggernaut in that? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Are you, are you for real, for real? Yeah. Was he like a later villain? Yeah. Oh, and Mystique was there too, right? Yes. I also forget. Like, you know what I mean? Those first couple <laughs> levels. I feel like it was before Juggernaut was as much of a big deal in the comics. Like, yeah. He was around for like since the beginning, but he was just kind of in the background for a long time. Before he was hitting Charles with Charles. Yeah. It was kind of a different era. <laughs> Remember that video from the 90s about the Juggernaut and who he is specifically? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with Charles. <laughs> and he picks up uh, Professor X and hit someone else with Professor X. It was really good. <laughs> Um, what about everybody uh every chubby kid's favorite character because they felt right? represented in comics mm-hmm. a little bit at least yeah until butterball i was gonna say gold balls is really where i was finally like all right that's a body type that i really identify right with. yep but butterball's right there too um and that and i grew up looking exactly like blob from x-men evolution <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't remember that i have to look that one up quick because i can't remember what he looked like in that yeah he was a fat kid with like overalls and uh like spiky yellow hair <laughs> but uh but yeah so so how about blob so i believe oh, yeah. <laughs> right okay it's, it's a little a mohawk too. it's a little uncanny um <laughs> but uh now, now, Blob, on the other hand, now, in your article, did you say he was a three or a four? I can't remember. Four. A four. I think he's going to be a four threat. Yeah. He's going to be very similar to Ursa Major. Oh. Not a charge. Right. Or anything. He's not going to have anything moving. He's going to be a slow move, obviously. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, but, but, but he'll have damage reduction two, like Hood Possessed. Oh, yeah. And um, immune to bleed? Yeah, I mean, I think he can bleed. Okay. I don't, I can't. Can he? I don't see him having any immunities. Okay. Immune is slow. <laughs> right. Uh, but I do, I know Chuck had a big thing where he thought he'd have like a sort of like martial prowess, some kind of attack back. Yeah. As like with his plasticine body. Um, I, I, I There may have been something in the blog. I can't remember now. Uh, something about like 
classic image from the cartoon where Rogue just punches him in the gut and gets her arm stuck. Yeah. Right? Like something like that where he has some way to manipulate the attacker's dice in addition to his damage reduction. He's going to be so difficult to bring down, but he doesn't do a ton of damage back. Right. You'll have a strength five strike builder mm-hmm. and like a, a haymaker type. Well, or maybe spender. so like Rusty says in chat that he thinks he'd be like lizard, but without regen. Um, similar. Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if his strike is strength four, similar to lizards. Maybe it doesn't, okay. well, maybe lizards doesn't have the range. Three threats. So that's. Oh, f- fair. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'd even be fine with that. Like Bob shouldn't be there to dish out a ton of damage. Correct. Like his spender should be pretty good. I could see like a seven dice physical with a throw or something. Builder, a maybe wild with a throw. Or, yeah. Um, I don't think he's gonna have. He's gonna be like Blizzard. Then he's gonna be really basic. He's not gonna have a lot going on. Yeah. But I think he's gonna be super difficult to move. And he'll have an innate that he cannot be moved um, by superpowers or mystic. Uh, mystic uh, attack. Yeah, I mean he shouldn't be able to be thrown either. Yeah. Like literally, his superpower is he can't unless his strength of will keeps him in place. This pull of, the pull of gravity increases on him so much that he can't be moved. So, like, he shouldn't even be able to be thrown. I Yeah, I completely agree. Quite I think it should sure. be a size four or five just because of that. Maybe even make him think, maybe he'll be size five, even though he'll be, like, the size of like an animatium skeleton thing where, like, he counts as being a size or two bigger for the maybe, effects yeah. of throws and pushes. Um, I could see, as far as the attack back thing, or like the the rogue punching him in the stomach and it, uh, her being sucked in a little bit, maybe having a reactive where like a judgment or something where he pays upon being attacked and provides slow back to the attacker. Okay, within I could two. see that. Um, I like. I really like the martial prowess idea. Uh, maybe not doing damage back with status effects or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you think in a tanked mystic defense, like a two mystic defense. Yeah, he's to, got to no, balance out no the really high. Way. Yeah, yeah, because a four, I think four, four, two for defenses, and like seven, seven health, like Ursa Major. Like yeah. you should have a ton of health. Definitely damage reduction one. I'd love to see two, just because yeah. now that we know that's like a possibility, I like to see that a little more often, just for something mm-hmm. like Blob should not be easy to get off the table. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, yeah, he he should be uh, he should be around for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, like Blob is actually pretty powerful. Yeah. In the comics, like he actually has super strength. His weird plasticine body does all kinds of crazy stuff, and he can't be moved as if as long as he like has the willpower to do it. Like he actually has a lot of superpowers. Yeah. Uh, so Axel brings up a really cool point too in chat, where uh, as far as thematicness or or telling that story, right? It, him not being able to be moved by physical or energy attacks. I like that a lot. I, yeah. And that makes a ton of sense. He Mental. could be moved by the mystic attacks, just not anything else. Yeah, that makes a lot. Because you could absolutely convince him to go do something. I think White Queen did quite a bit, didn't she? Or probably, someone yeah. did her vertigo or something. But what is Avenger? Captain America's not going to go up and flip Blob over his shield. No. But Cassandra Nova could be like, go over there. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, I can't. I don't know. Correct. <laughs> um, I... I don't know if we've ever seen this in the 90s show or in comics, but I love the idea of a sentinel wrapping that uh, tentacle out of his palm around Blob and not being able to, like, pull him anywhere. Yeah. Just it struggling and ripping off the sentinel arm over moving Blob is just a really cool <laughs> thought to me. But And that would make a lot of sense because we know how much they lean on the themes of it. Like, yeah, like Juggernaut losing his helmet when he flips and having a much lower mystic defense. Mm-hmm. Blob 
two or three mystic defense, I think, is reasonable. But I really like Axel's idea there yeah. where, yeah, you can't punch him out of the way, but you could mess with his head. One thing I'd like to see a tactics card similar to Chimichanga's, right? Uh, where one of my favorite things of Blob was from the 90s cartoon where Storm and Rogue are flying over a carnival. And I know I've told this story several times, but Rogue and Storm are flying over like a carnival. They're looking for Blob and Toad that are like up to no good. And Blob is just eating these massive, like huge car sized vats of ice cream. He's like, no, you can't have any. And then he throws it at Rogue and just takes her out of the air. If there was a tactics card like Chimichanga that's just called No, You Can't Have Any or something like that where you just throw a, you know, size three piece of ice cream at somebody. He just has it with him. He just has it. He, comes he doesn't in to play need with it. terrain that's around That's loaded him. token. He comes in with one ice cream token. <laughs> I also wanted to have some kind of innate or maybe reactive superpower that is barkeeper of the Green Lagoon. I'm not sure what to do yet. Yeah. Um. We know he's they're going 90s. Obviously, he's got the jumpsuit, so he's not bartender blob. But I kind of want to see it. I'm a little unfamiliar with this with this. Oh, so the Krakoan era recent stuff. Yeah. Current X-Men stuff. The Krakoan era. uh, Dawn of X, what do you want to call it? He blob lives on Krakoa with all the mutants and he doesn't really take part in missions or whatever. But he's the barkeeper for their bar called the Green Lagoon. I really like that. And. People, everybody loves Blob. Yeah. I think he just goes by Fred anymore. He yeah. doesn't really go by Blob anymore, but um, I think some people call him that because they're used to. But I would just, I don't know, something on there for Barkeeper of the Green Lagoon as like an innate or maybe a reactive. I like that. <laughs> what would it be, though? That's and he always wears a big old like Hawaiian shirt. Oh, I love it. <laughs> right? I actually so super dig that. All I right. I love the Krako in there. It's so good. Ah, So... The assumption is they're both threes. If they go a different route, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm assuming four. Blob will be a four. A four. Because of the increased stamina, mostly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't hate it. What is his, uh... I don't know. What do their tactics cards do? <laughs> what happened? He turned to the Sarah there. Yeah. No, but... <laughs> oh, man. Tactics cards. Uh... Something that applies incinerate to everyone for Pyro. Like within a range, right? Like an NML infusion or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, similar to the Human Torch one. Yeah, where it's just like everybody within three gets incinerate. Yeah, but that every was enemy, real good. Any enemy within three, because Pyro can control where the fire is going. Yeah, maybe as long as oh, maybe it's if there's an enemy character within three with incinerate, he can then spread it to every other enemy character within three of that one. Like a contagion effect, like Baron Mordo. I yeah. actually really dig just, that. Yeah. He spreads it out from there. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know. Blob is tougher other than the ice cream. I like right. that as a tactics card because he only gets it once. Yeah. So he just he doesn't have to be near terrain. He just has a size two piece of terrain he can throw medium. Yeah. <laughs> just yeet it. Really Woo! yeet it. Um, actually, talk for a second. I'm gonna look up what the names of the cards that come with them are. Oh so speculate off the name of the card. Yeah, I guess we I didn't know we had all the names of the cards. I actually really like that a lot. Oh, actually, maybe not, because I was looking the other day. So on the shop post, mm-hmm. on the Asmodee shop, yeah. you can find out like the release date and whatnot. Um, but in the gallery on AMG's site, you Ooh. can see like what cards are included. Last I looked, they weren't on the gallery yet. Okay. Which is a little surprising. I looked a few days ago, so they might be now. So I'll take a moment to see. Because if we can get the name of the cards... Well, and the other get better speculation. 
That's true. And and so while while Dan's looking that up, the other thing that happened this week is we did get some updates to uh, the rules documents, and one of those being uh, the affiliation list. So uh, probably not any massive, massive shockers here, but as far as all of the blue updates to that particular document, we do have uh, Cabal receiving Red Skull Master of Hydra. Uh, no huge shockers there, but... We do have Sentinel Prime MK4, Sentinel MK4, and Cassandra Nova on the Sentinels, as well as Red Skull Master of Hydra on the Hydra affiliation. If you were curious if Punisher was still the only unaffiliated, uh, he is. <laughs> but yeah, the only one that was even remotely was surprising was Red Skull being on Cabal, which on was Cabal. like, yeah, of course he is. That's actually not surprising. Well, I mean, and finally, we have, uh, you know, other leaders now that are really in- impressive and affecting kind of the game as a whole. I know one of the Cabal leaders has really kind of been making a whole bunch of waves in the community um, after she killed a She-Hulk on stream. Sin. Yeah, Sin. Um, way, way up there. So... Especially with last week, if you checked out the episode uh, where we were talking about the new Hydra cards, uh, which are awesome. Yeah. Uh, real. Had kind of only anticipated maybe talking for 10 minutes on those. And I think we talked for like 40 minutes on them. Instead. At least half an hour. Yeah. yeah. They were, uh, and there was a lot, too. There there was. And they were thematic. And they were, I mean, the, the artwork on them was incredible. And on grunts, on grunts. Uh, there's just everything in there. Yeah, actually, I think this isn't this isn't news. But every card that we read went over last week. I just at the end of it, I was like, "Oh, hell, Hydra!" Yeah, like yep. they're they're seller. And these these uh, Sentinels ones, uh, same same deal, right? Where they're just they're they're on point. They're telling the story. They're doing exactly what they should. Mm-hmm. That's what Tactics Arts should be there for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so looking through, they're not on the gallery yet. They're CP eighty two. Okay, and they're not. There's a gap there. So I, I don't I, know the names of the cards yet. Yeah, so I guess I wouldn't be shocked if Blob had something that was like a, uh, actually, and maybe it's borrowing too much from Juggernaut, but something where he can move short and strike, maybe cool. off maybe off cycle or as a defense, maybe a bodyguard, or, um, yeah, a, a, a Chuck, a, the old uh, a yeet card, where he can yeet something. Yeet! Uh, I also like the idea of one that I just thought of a second ago and then it left my head. Oh, that one was actually probably pretty forgotten. You said something like Juggernaut. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I felt Blob's cards would probably borrow heavily from Juggernaut. He'll either have a long throw or a short move and then an attack. Maybe now a bodyguard. I had something, now it's gone. Uh, maybe it'll be called, Do You Know Who I Blob? Do you know who I Blob? Um, but what else, Dan? I'm just, there we go. I was trying to get back to a post here so I can see at least... Take a look at how many tactics cards they come with, because we can right. find that out from the shop post. On the back of the box, they get three team tactics cards. Okay, piggybacking off of what Axel just said in chat, uh, one called "I'm Always Hungry," where it gives a character slow as if he's trying to eat them while they're running away. <laughs> Probably the same card, but it also immediately KOs Wasp. <laughs> That's ultimate blob. It is. It is. <laughs> he was. He was kind of messed up. He, he was, was a- catfishing beast. Yeah. I love that first off uh, a lot <laughs> such a good storyline it really is uh, uh, Blob's story in Decimation I thought was incredibly well written really he loses his powers I mean most of oh Decimation I was thinking Ultimatum oh gotcha 
yeah, he loses his powers. He loses all the the volume of his body, but the skin is still there. Uh, yeah. And he has to, to deal guy. with that being depowered, but also having the effects of a physical mutation uh, was just I thought it was a really neat. And then when uh, the take on stuff powers came back, he was so depressed because he was like, I just had yeah. four surgeries to get rid of all this skin. And then he's the blob again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tortured guy. Like he was he, a, he was a circus sideshow performer. Mm-hmm. And then he was wrestling the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Early days of X-Men are weird. Yeah. Because he was like X-Men number three or something. <laughs> two even i didn't he, realize he was that early that he was, was one of the rad. very first villains and even then he was just kind of misunderstood he actually went uh they went and found him at the circus uh-huh. and they wanted to recruit him but he was like too much of a jerk basically okay. personality clash and then xavier was like yeah this isn't gonna work out and then he was like oh, i'm angry now because it's 1963 i mean that's <laughs> 1963 made a lot of people angry i'm pretty certain probably but but yeah, so Dan, you and I played a game this past week. Oh yeah, we did. On oh yeah, the power phase. Oh our, yeah. Our Monday night crisis fight. It's Hecatite every Monday, seven p.m. Eastern, right here on the Twitch. Oh yeah, the power phase with no powers. With no powers. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about it earlier. A uh, lot of different redemptions you can use over there with channel points. They're all free just for watching the channel. You can give people power, which happened to me a couple times, which was super nice. Yeah. You can take power away. You can choose um, characters that we have to use the following week. So I'll be using Cable this next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, going up against Taylor, where we're going to be playing some um, some X-Men Gold. As well as some Kabbalah Kith. Some wild friends. So that um, we can use these these fancy new tokens, which don't necessarily represent those particular affiliations, but you know, could be used as such. Um, link once again is down in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I'm I'll, this will be one of my first few times going up against a Malakith. I still have yet to play him, but Oh, I also might be playing him. I don't actually know which one I'm playing and which oh, one. Oh, yeah, you got to get that there. figured out, huh? We got to get that nailed down. Because I know that Taylor would really like to be able to take out a, a Malekith a second time with Sabretooth. Oh, my God. And if there's, real. A, if there's a place to do that, it's, I guess, potentially in X-Men Gold. Does Achilles heal uh, one-two punch of Mystique and Sabretooth? Yeah. Seven threat. Seven threat. Just Rex Malekith. Dude, so it's so, he got some good hits in, but not enough. Mystique's rapid fire always doing so incredibly well whenever I see it deployed. Mm-hmm. It like it like annihilates Medusa's for whatever reason. It's just like oh yeah, average of six uh, damage on uh, a, a strength four rapid fire attack. Uh, there was a game forever ago where I had Deadpool. Yeah, I moved him up to the middle of the table because I was like, all you have left is Mystique. She'll get one shot in, and yeah. she didn't even need a rapid fire. She just. Took him out in one volley yep. of her pistol. And I was like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> I didn't even get to use my <laughs> healing factor. You took all my four stamina out. Right? <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what it is. It's just, that's. and there's a handful of people. You always strike the hardest when you're rolling the fewest amount of dice. Seems like it. But Mystique's efficient. So that's what we'll be doing this upcoming Monday on Oh Yeah, The Power Phase. But this past week, uh, Dan, you and I played some Guardians of the Galaxy against some Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. Um, so what were you hoping to happen in that game with Midnight Suns? And, and what were the things that you did like about them? And what didn't work out as you planned? Well, I lost Hell on Wheels. Yeah. It made me real sad. Well, let's go through that list real quick because <laughs> it's, it's pretty considerable. I think uh, Wraith put it in the Discord for us. She, or Alyssa herself did. 
she, where she took away a power from every character but Moon Knight and Nebula. So massive shout out to Wraith who um, did compile all of these in uh, the Discord. Uh, I'll go through them now. Got to really find quick. all the channels. It's pretty uh, considerable the amount of stuff that got banned there. Yeah, it was insane. It was really funny. It just kept happening, and then uh, Ben had to finish it up because Alyssa actually ran out of channel points, but she'd been saving up for weeks to do this. So we had uh, Star Lord's Hit and Run was banned. Oof. Ghost Riders Hell on Wheels. Oh. Black Cat's Master Cat Burglar. Yeah. Groot's Tangling Vines. Rocket's Personal Bodyguard. That was harsh yeah uh blades half-blood physiology hoods black art oh, that was the other one that really hurt gamora's martial prowess and ronan's the accuser yeah uh the most impactful ones were certainly hell on wheels hit and black run arts. black arts martial prowess personal bodyguard that well, personal that really bodyguard changed was how you massive. use rocket he just ran off by himself was blasting people all over the place yeah. almost exclusively black cat actually yeah <laughs> when he could um but it was it it was simultaneously frustrating and almost liberating in that we had to play the characters differently. Yeah. And yep. it was frustrating at first because it's like, I just want to move Ghost Rider more. Right. And it was like, okay, what can I do without it, without having that? It made me think mm -hmm. differently. Thankfully, I still had Bump in the Night for a while until you just, your your offense was insane. Round two, four out of five characters dazed. Yeah, it was really just one good turn with a lot of power given to me from uh, chat for Gamora. Uh, that really helped for sure. Yeah. Because she was like, hey, Blade, no. And he's down. And then she's like, hey, Moon Knight. And he's like, no, please. And then he's down. Yeah, uh, Gamora's stellar. Like, real good. Yeah. Real good. Uh, only strength, six attacks. That's it. That's all she's got. Right. And, and one of them can target other people that are right there. And she has a pounce. It's real it's good. Just, yeah, that Assassin's Leap is stellar. I love it. Yeah, she's she's really, really good. And the Guardians as a whole benefited heavily from uh, the November 2021 update. And they needed it. They did. To, to yep. be honest, especially, I mean, almost exclusively the winging it tokens. Mm -hmm. Like, really how good. it worked before was just one of the rare misfires. Yeah. From AMG, I feel like the, the the rework of it is perfectly fine. Well, and here's the thing, too, that I really like about um, the tweaks that AMG has made is there normally increases. They're normally gains or net gains. Um, there have been a few characters that were tuned down a little, but nothing. Crazy. Even then, it was mostly wording. It was really in a, like adding in that modified dice step. Right. Ruling. Or like Medusa um, has to get one other trigger for her flirt. Yeah. And that significantly pretty minor overall. It. Yeah. Versus the, the Guardians being actually pretty formidable. Uh, those wing tokens are stellar. And be, granted, because like hit and run and stuff was uh, banned with Star-Lord, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to plan on being defensive yeah. with him because he's not going to be moving around a ton unless that's all he's doing. Because I can't get that free move from the hit and run, get two attacks in. If I'm doing two things, I got to save that wing yet token um, and bank on the fact that I'll probably roll no successes on my first defense roll and then be able to roll plucky. Mm -hmm. And then when I roll no dis uh, successful defenses on that either, then I can use the wing yet token. <laughs> and that happened. And I did that. And then uh, all three rolls resulted in no successful block. <laughs> Naturally. But, uh, you know, that's that's the thing I can't do is defense rolls normally. I think the best part about the rework, the November 21 rework, yeah. was the only character that really got significantly nerfed got better. Because Bullseye went from three threat to two 
yeah. and was a better character for it. <laughs> Significantly more popular. He doesn't return my calls anymore. But uh, yeah, Okoye did get... Um, and once again, it wasn't a massive change to how she plays. It was a massive change to her efficacy. Right. She got her uh, range builder, wasn't a builder anymore, didn't gain power, and her rerolls were only for defense. Yep. And I thought that was perfect because at the time she was she was taken so often in events. She was at like 67%. We've never seen anybody that high since. Toad. Is Has Toad been close. that high? Toad's been like, I don't think he's actually that high because you're right. I don't think there's been another character that's been that high. I mean, straight up two thirds of yeah. rosters is too much. It is too much. But it's it's one of those things, right, where the characters that we see rise to the top are normally twos. Because there's yes, which makes sense, right? You can you put them pretty filler. much anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And you need a two. You need a two on your on your squad. Like, it is highly suggested to have that there to be able to make certain threats, especially with certain affiliations. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to have a five in there. Right. It's fun to include somebody that's a bit stronger, five or a six or even Malkith or Dormammu. But yeah. like, the the two is there. For so many reasons. Like, I love that they have... I, I want to see some one-threats just because I'm curious what they would do with a one-threat character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just for, for squad building, I think yeah. it would open up a lot of options. I mean, and we've certainly talked about it for, I think, years at this point now. Uh, but adding in something similar to gems with equipment. Right, yeah. Equipment cards would yeah. be super cool. Whether it's uh, and I think there's a lot you could do there to keep them pretty basic. I mean, adding in uh, in unbreakable scanner and invulnerable, right, for one power to give someone uh, damage reduction one to a minimum of one, I think is adequate, right? Yeah, you know, for a threat like that, that's a big deal. Yeah, just put a coat on uh, Urza Major, and now he's like real good. <laughs> he's five threat, but still real good. Um, four plus one. Four plus one. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, as far as uh, how Guardians worked out for me, uh, Groot, uh, I am Groot's really solid. It's it's one of those like my favorite kind of spenders. Yeah. Or um, uh, Ursa Majors. Barehanded or uh, Bare Knuckle Brawler or something like yeah. that. Uh, 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 Kingpins. Oh, yeah. Hail to the King, Hail to baby. the King. And it was something to the King. Those high dice relatively high they're usually strength seven yeah but with like an auto throw or in the case of ursa major and grew and, and grew are auto stag his auto stagger too yeah that that's like my favorite kind of spender attack where mm-hmm. it's just like i don't need the stupid wild because i'm not gonna roll it anyway even with seven dice right just let me have it <laughs> no so i'm I- spending a bunch of power I completely agree. I love those attacks. Groot's is pretty expensive at five, but it's eight strength. It's only range two, but auto stagger and a medium throw, which is the huge part. So far. To be so effective against a Malekith. Being able to throw a Malekith medium, even into his own team, is like awesome. And stagger them. And then you're just hoping. hates stagger. He does. Granted, he has an affiliation that makes it very easy to get rid of, but. Just don't have anyone else days or KO before Malekith goes again, and you're fine. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, Gru can heal. He can heal himself. He's got a tactics card to heal everybody. Uh, I like that one a lot. And he's a big part of Deadly Duo. So, Gru is an underrated three. Yeah, I completely agree. For certain. And that don't let that, that two energy defense fool you. The four physical is solid. Yeah. And if you don't take him down, he's just going to go and then heal himself. 
And his change was so minor. Like his was a big net gain. It was a huge gain, but it was all they did was change his builder from range two to range three. Right. And then they, oh, and he can only do the, the heal once a turn, turn. which was absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cause then it was a, he's back to full if you don't daze him. Right. Cause he doesn't, cause he's got seven health. So he's going to have, if you get him down to one, like I always do, he's going to have enough health to just go right back up to full. And that's too much. That's Mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. But he, and that, that range three builder was so necessary because he's got that short move. Yeah. He's on a medium base, but he, he never got to attack before. Right. And just that increase, because two to three is a, a double. Mm-hmm. It goes from three inches to six inches. Like, that's a huge change. Yeah. So it makes it so we can do his attacks way more often, because I am Groot's only range two. I think that's fine, yep. because it is so good. And yeah, just once again, just so stellar. To be able to use that on someone like uh, Ghost Rider. Ugh. Granted, uh, the yeah. root, my root was banned. But that was that was certainly my goal was to root as many people as I could uh, running into boom TTFN uh, that uh, played at the what if event at Bearded Dragon Games. Mm-hmm. Event. Um, he had Groot and Loki. And I know that's something he runs regularly. Double taxing people is awesome. Ugh. Awesome. I don't want to fight that. <laughs> right. Who would? Um, but when you have Ghost Rider who can really make use of some of some power, especially with what's the uh, the thing Penistere. that he has now? No, not Penister. It's one of the superpowers where he can like deal damage back based on the amount of crit you roll or whatever. Wicked judgment or something. Yeah, and after an attack one? made by a character within range three is resolved, if that attack targeted another allied character, you can use a superpower. The attacking character suffers one damage for each crit in the roll. Yeah, I never had Ghost Rider near other people. I thought he'd be able to easily go up against Groot one on one. He did take Groot down. Yeah, but it took way too long because as usual, I got Groot to one and then you healed him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Um, it was just uh, because you shocked me with Ronan. Yeah, huge part of that. I think if I hadn't the old shock and push, you probably would have been dazed earlier. Mm -hmm. So then Ghost Rider would have been in the fight way more than he was. Yeah, I mean, shock makes Groot's energy defense average energy defense. Right. So and it's just one of those things we we actually remembered it, which was too bad. (laughs) 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 that's true because what would have happened is you would have rolled that attack right and you would have rolled two successes and been underwhelmed you're like oh i forgot shock and you would have re-rolled them all minus one and would have like crit three times that's never happened before ah i just every time you do it it makes me so mad that's why i stopped bringing bitter rivals i don't want you to roll better (laughs) you got so mad that one time and it was like this is the most proper way to do it though to just it's not you just take off a success you should have remembered i think (laughs) <laughs> but you put it on me you need to remind me uh so that's fair like it's I, on both of us is what i'm saying it's i think it's 70 30 <laughs> right because you you did the status effect to me right so, so i need to remember it more no i take 30 percent of the blame for not remembering <laughs> it uh because it's really it's if i as the person who puts it on you it is not considered cheating if i forget because i put it on you for an effect if you don't do it it could be because you forget or you're cheating uh, absolutely yeah so that's that's why i feel you should always take off one success from the roll over re-rolling the whole thing like especially if you do better yeah yeah it should be a penalty yep same with uh incinerate or other things of of that nature yeah. i think it largely depends on the roll itself too because well, that's why i that's why i feel like taking one success off is the perfect punishment because it shouldn't come down to what you rolled 
because then it's taking it's you know it's unrelative at that point mm. it's like well if you rolled good then we're going to do this if i rolled bad then it's this other thing so you can't have two outcomes it needs to just be one and it, you you just having a roll. base penalty for the person that really should be remembering it because it's not in their favor yeah uh that's entirely fair yeah i mean i was mostly getting there anyway no but yeah it's one of those where i feel bad when i forget it because I don't know what we, we we have like a mental block about shock most of the time. Always forget it. Yeah. Incinerate, we're way better about. I think because in general we like incinerate more. Yeah. But shock can be as debilitating in a way. Yeah, it's and it's one of those, it's those math hammer things, right? So incinerate is more impactful. Yeah, because you got fewer of those dice to begin with. Correct. And it's you have a significantly lower chance of rolling a success there anyway. Mm -hmm. uh while shock you have a significantly higher yeah so it's 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 half of one three dozen of another but (laughs) right but yeah um so with that said dan unless there's anything else you wanted to add uh i think that we will bring this episode to a close but before i do once again in the show notes in the description we have some sleeves and tokens for sale we're working with our, our very close friends over at the Fifth Trooper to be able to put out some MCP-style products uh, that you can use for actually most games because it's sleeves and also tokens. Um, check them out. Pre-orders are up now for the first two uh, rounds. We have the Gold Friends and the Wild Friends. Uh, it comes with uh, five tokens that you can use to plop down what you own, one big one to track your victory points, and then 10 sleeves uh, that have a little faction backing on it so you can like really strut your stuff at conventions or your local game store, as well as uh, six additional sleeves, uh, three for your secures, three for your extracts. Your cool design. With super cool designs. We're going to be bringing out two every month for the next considerable while. Um, So if you haven't already, head over to patreon.com slash professional casual. Or if you subscribe here on Twitch, you'll get access to the Discord and to our Patreon uh, only show, The Cleanup Phase, which is normally once a month on a Thursday night, right after this show here. You'll get access to that, as well as the Discord, as well as a whole bunch of uh, additional content, full shows, video for all of our other podcasts. If uh, maybe you're into some Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Uh, Dan runs two incredible Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay games with more Warhammer uh, Fantasy and Soulbound content coming down the pipe as well. Yeah. In addition to that, we play Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I have an actual play podcast for that called The Lost Omens Podcast and a Patreon-only show as well called The Slithering. Uh, in addition to all those things, we are also very happy to be welcoming Joe Gennaro of the Comic Book Rundown to the network as well. Um So starting very soon, uh, his format will be changing. He'll be updating on Fridays Um, here soon, having a a longer episode where he runs through comics of today and yesteryear, uh, going through arcs as a whole, explaining the story from as far back as the 40s, 50s, and 60s, all the way up to present day stuff. A super good guy, him and Ron, put together a a very good show, and they're uh, very, very, very welcome amongst the Professional Casual Network group. Wee! And if that wasn't enough, Monday nights, we stream Oh Yeah! The Power Phase for some live Marvel Crisis Protocol. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Taylor streams a hobby hangout. Uh, Listen, grab your sprues, grab the stuff that you know you need to get together, grab those gray models that maybe they're primed, maybe they're not, but get them ready, get them done, and hang out with Taylor as he goes through his, or more specifically, my backlog as well. (laughs) And then, obviously, we have the Patreon. Uh, in addition to all the other stuff that we went over earlier, uh, it actually 
helps us quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot of costs associated with running the show, keeping equipment up to date, and being able to travel to the places we need to go to stream conventions. I cannot mention how expensive they are to get to. Yeah. And um to be able to do what we do at. So really appreciate your support there. We literally, honestly, would not and could not be doing it without you. So really appreciate those people, especially um, our professional cake sitters and our King Ding Doppeldongers, including Bicon, Bastion, Leroy, Rob. Uh, cider Drinker. Cider Drinker. And uh, Hot Hands Tony over at Bearded Dragon Games online. Hot hands. Speaking of, every Monday, uh, we stream Oh Yeah, The Power Phase from Bearded Dragon Games. Uh, it's a local game store here. They are uh, going to be updating and upgrading soon, moving to a bigger spot where we're going to be running a whole bunch of events regularly. I don't know if it'll be every month, but uh, I mean, that's the goal eventually to be running uh, MCP stuff on a very regular basis there. You can support them and support our local game store by making them your local game store at beardedragongames.online. Use code PCME10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Or if you're pre-ordering any Marvel Crisis Protocol models, right now the Sentinels are still up there, Blob and Pyro, the new uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine rival set, as well as Red Skull Master of Hydra are all up there for 15% off. You don't need a code just for pre-ordering it. You get a pretty decent discount over retail. Yeah, for real. So head over there, Bearded Dragon Games online, help them out, it helps us out, and uh, tells them thank you for letting us uh, stream from their store every Monday when they're normally closed. But with that, everybody, stay safe. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, I love you. And uh, bye. Love you, bye. Okay, I love you, bye-bye. I love you, daddy. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.